El futuro tiene nada más que la confrontación. Hey, welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. I used to write a bunch of weekly columns for a bunch of internet places, and I would use those columns to put forth all sorts of crazy opinions. Then I'd come on this show to defend those opinions. But now I don't do a goddamn thing. Joining me today, he's the co-host of a fantastic podcast that I hope you've all been listening to called Unpopular Opinion, which you can hear right here on the Unpops Podcast Network. He's also the co-host of a podcast called You Don't Even Like Sports, because this guy doesn't even like sports. Ladies and gentlemen, Jeff May. Also joining me, it's been a while since this guy has been on the show, pre-COVID, actually, but now he's back. And we are so happy to have him here, ladies and gentlemen. He's a fantastic comedian, Eric Barnes. It's going to be a great show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. Joining me as co-host today, who are you? Hi, Unpopular. It's it's Jeff. It's, oh God, it's Jeff. It's, it's, it's Jeff May. It's Jeff May. How's your day going, Jeff? It's been a Jeff day for Jeff May. <laughs> I had a whole thing. I had a misschedule. I had a scheduling problem. So I, in the middle of my run this morning, I realized I was supposed to be here. So, uh... You could imagine I got pretty quick on my final stretch of the run when I was like, oh, I need to run, run home. Oh, hey, no problem. It's not like me or this week's guest have anything better to do. Eric Barnes is here for the first time in a while. Yeah, it's been, has it been a year or well, so? I don't think maybe? it's been a year, but I think it was pre-COVID. It was pre-COVID. I, that's what it was. I think it was like, I want to say two Weeks prior to the lockdown? Tis but a fortnight before the world closed down on the COVID-19. <laughs> well, see, Captain, what are you doing here? Let me tell you, I was, uh, I had to cancel Mint on Card. It was like, it was like right when shit was about to go awry. And like, we decided that we were going to like tank it. But I was so angry. I like, I didn't want, I was like, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. And now I look at it back and I'm like, no, you were wrong. It wasn't going to be fine. Yeah. I remember talking to you about it, I think on one of the podcasts and mentioning that people could still spread it if they were asymptomatic. Yeah. You were still going to do it at that point. Yep. Oh, man, what a different world. Now I'm like, fuck live comedy. <laughs> yeah, fuck live yeah. comedy forever. Uh, speaking of speaking of things about to jump off, though. Oh, boy. Tomorrow is election day, everybody. As this podcast goes up, tomorrow is election day. Who is the most nervous they've ever been in their entire lives? 100%. This oh yeah, is, I've never been more nervous. There's never been a, an option for a presidency where I've been like, oh, the the fate of the world is in the balance of this, and it's not hyperbole. Part of me prays to just be have some form of like sedative that will conk me out for minimum minimum 48 hours so i could just wake up and see the band-aid already ripped off it's just so i don't have to experience the dude, high tension hours between when that, it starts and when it 
ends with a question mark. That's going to be some Walking Dead 30 days later kind of coma shit. You do not. <laughs> you want to be apprised of what's happening at all times. But Jeff, I will be well rested for the first time in months and prepared for either result. This is going to be like everyone's going to start buying those suicide kits from fucking Children of Men. It's going to be a bunch of fucking people just, yeah, I'm ready to go. Oh, just bleach. You're, go- you're good then. Just, well, then I'm uh, immune to COVID. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you're immune. To, yeah. No, you're I'm either s- going to be dead or invincible after drinking bleach. It's one or the other. I'm so fucking nervous. Yeah, I'm, I think it is legitimately kind of impacting my mood and like my overall happiness. Just the degree to which I am tense about this election. And I know like leading up to last election, there were lots of predictions and, and, and things we were making. And I feel like all of that is kind of pointless now because it almost, it feels to me like it doesn't matter who wins. The country is going to go a certain way after this is over. Yeah. I think it's how that way is dealt with and what the, what the chaff is going to be. Like, yeah. I mean, the- I, I, I shouldn't say I don't care who wins. I want Joe Biden to win. I just think there's going to be unrest either way. For sure. Uh, What comes through that, though, is what attrition are we going to experience here? And I think one of the things about this is it's not like, and we've talked about this before, it's not like Joe Biden is a great choice for a president during a normal election. But all I want is somebody whose big thing is like, ah, come on, man. Like that is the perfect response to sort of what's happening right now in the world is we just need a guy to be like, come on, man, that's fucking stupid. We need a come on, man. And importantly, you know, obviously I would have preferred other people that were in the field, but at least with Joe Biden, we'd be able to uh, negotiate and guilt trip him to doing the right things or he will have to do the right things in order to hide the bad things that he wants to do. And, yeah. so, and those things are fracking. Yeah, yeah. I have uh, never seen more love for fracking than I have in the past two weeks. I am we, shocked both men haven't fucked a hole in the ground fracking in order like, to endorse fracking. Fracking is the prom queen of 2020. Yeah, we just, we just kind of need to elect Joe Biden so we can focus on getting Joe Biden out of office. No, pretty much, yeah. I think that's what Joe Biden wants. Kind that, of like, like that's he, what he has implied. And at first I was like, oh, what a shitty stance to take. But at this point, man, that is a message that resonates with me. No, that's yeah. some, that's some George Washington shit where he rolls up and he's like, no, 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 no. I'm not here for a long time. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Honestly, we all agreed. We all agreed. I show up, fix mm-hmm. the current problem we have, and then I go retire. Honestly, I think the best thing that can happen is he takes the oath and immediately afterward he has a heart attack and dies. Oh. I mean that's no, a little that's a I little mean, extreme. Uh, I mean I don't I'm, need I'll, I'll say it. That's fine. Uh I'm not going to do anything about it. I don't have a death note or magic powers, but uh I have my criticisms, uh, I was going to say. Criticism, sure. Yeah, I have my criticisms of uh Kamala Harris, but out of the out of the four current options that are running the field She'd be the one that would get most of the shit done that I would like in spite of her cop status. Yeah, maybe. But, but we're getting a little that's maybe. We're yeah. getting a little ahead of ourselves. First Trump has True. to lose and then be removed from office by military force after he refuses to accept the results of the election. And that's kind of what we're talking about today is one group 
in particular that I think in that instance, if Trump were to lose tomorrow, which we're not going to know by tomorrow, it's going to be weeks with all the mail-in ballots, but... And the legal pushback. Yeah. I think the group that is most likely to take to the streets in defense of Trump or on the offensive for Trump is a group called the Oath Keepers. We talked about this briefly before recording, but this is definitely the episode voted most likely to get us killed by a 55-year-old divorced father of two with a chip on his shoulder. Father of two that we know of. Right. There's going to be violence at diners because of this. Many a Waffle House will be shooed out. When you hear Trump's administration talk about poll watchers and training groups of people to go out and watch the polls, this group went out and did it in 2016 without even being asked. Like, they immediately turned out to make sure everything was on the up and up. But they also, we'll get to it later, but they also specified it was going to be the Democrats doing all the wrong. So look for them. Mm -hmm. Like, if you see Republicans doing something, fine. But focus on those Democrats. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny when you look at, like, their plans and you're just like, oh, you're, like, lying about some of this. Yeah. Uh, If you look at, uh, uh, well, I don't want to jump ahead, so I'll I'll make the points where the points are. Yeah, if you can believe it, they do a fair share of lying. Which you wouldn't expect from a group that vehemently supports Donald Trump. With a name like the Oath Keepers. Yeah. No, when I first heard of the Oath Keepers, I'm like, oh, these are just the Promise Keepers, but more hardcore. I would suddenly like, those Christian dads? No, yeah. these are Christian dads with firearms That's and yeah. want to use them. Military and law enforcement training also. The Oath Keepers are one of the largest radical anti-government groups in the U.S. today. They claim 30,000 members, but that's hard to verify. But whatever the number is, it's a lot, and it's probably gone up significantly since COVID-19 kicked off. Yeah, well, hopefully a couple of those numbers dropped during COVID-19, if you know what I mean. (laughs) Yeah, I I think the only masks that they'd ever wear are the tactical ones. Uh, So Yeah, Yeah, I didn't. I didn't put it in the notes, but the the founder of this group initially was like, "Hey, man, COVID is bad. We gotta we need to put some lockdown measures in place." And then all his supporters were like, "Fuck you!" And he like immediately changed his stance and was like, that's, "Yeah, fuck masks." That's the uh, one thing about these motherfuckers that is very funny is that they'll be like, "We got to do this thing," and everyone's like, "No," and he's like, "Well, then I guess we don't because I have absolutely no integrity." <laughs> Yeah, it's it's the the weird thing is is that uh, reading the list of orders will never deliver whatever it's called uh, orders they won't follow right. is actually on surface level a very good list of orders to not follow. Yeah, the a, a bunch but, of them are definitely good. Yeah, but it's in the service of a system that uh, you know they they claim that there's no racism and they hate uh racists but they are upholding a racist system so it is still by proxy racist and they somehow mostly turn out in force during conflicts that involve racism weird yeah yeah i like that they're like anti-mask so they're all just like they all bought those gators that go over their faces in the first place and they're like ah never mind i don't want this (laughs) (laughs) you're like we had these but how do i how do i hide my identity and be racist, and still hate COVID and deny it exists. What a conundrum. I know. 
buy one of those masks with the slots in them. Yeah. I'm going to buy a gas mask, but cut off the mouth part. <laughs> so just put, just put a hose in their mouth. This group was formed in 2009 by Yale Law School graduate and former U.S. Army paratrooper Stuart Rhodes, if you can believe this, in the direct aftermath of the election of the nation's first black president. Quick, either of you remember who that was? Uh, that Barack was, Obama. I believe Bill Clinton. Oh, or Bill Clinton. Jeff nailed it. Mm. He won a prize at Yale for a paper arguing that the Bush administration's enemy combatant doctrine violated the Constitution. Go figure. Also, his first, his real first name is Elmer. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny. No wonder he likes guns. Yeah, Too bad he if keeps I, getting wait, tied wait, into wait, a bow tie. And every time he tries to shoot something, it explodes backwards <laughs> in his face. Uh, if speaking I, if of I that quiet i'm <laughs> hunting for dissidents uh, speaking of that he wears an eye patch on his left eye bless the dead on account of a 1993 incident in which he dropped a loaded handgun and shot himself in the face while working as a firearms instructor okay i'm gonna put this out there you can let it ruminate if you want that is very funny <laughs> it i find is, it yeah fucking hilarious and on top of that proof that just because you went to an ivy league school doesn't mean you're smart i like the idea that there is a large group of tens of thousands of people that know this about the man and are still like his decisions are good and i will follow them he shot himself in the face in a class where it's about not shooting yourself in the face not shooting yourself anywhere frankly yeah. but i mean the face is number one Kind of, yeah. There. I bet it's, if he was probably like, look, if you're going to shoot yourself, the last place to do it would be your face. That's like right one. here in my left eye. Yeah. I, I'm I, not going to. He was pointing I, at his right eye, but dropped the gun <laughs> and it shot him in the left eye. It was very embarrassing. I already questioned his choices even before even knowing that because he has an eye patch and he wears glasses. If yeah. If you are. Uh, why, it, if I was in that situation, monocle, man, monocle or a contact lens. Yeah. Or both. Or both. Yeah. Or like That's one of those like Johnny Depp in in uh, Sleepy Hollow things that comes out and like all the magnifying glasses come out and it's like 30 magnifying glasses. Yeah, like a telescope coming out of the eye. It's called a, te called a telescope. Why, yeah, why not probably. a gun sight in that so, one, right, one eye that you could just collapse, like a collapsible gun sight because- yeah, There we go. go f That's your brand. Go for it. I think we got it. So something about this group that uh, is a little scary, a little less funny. They claim tens of thousands of present and former law enforcement officials and military veterans as members. I believe it. Not yeah, surprising, I mean, sadly. That's that's who they directly recruit. Like this, this is a group meant for ex-military and law enforcement, which, I mean, it seems kind of silly because they're all older like at one point a, a nazi website called them boomer antifa but also they have law enforcement and military training and like you don't forget how to shoot a gun because you turn 50 like it's, no, you just it's, have more time to shoot them yeah, yeah exactly and so this guy was Stuart rhodes was he was an anti-government blogger and in 2008, he wrote a column in SWAT magazine, which is a real magazine. It's a gun magazine that was, I believe, discontinued in 2016. 
the column was called Enemy at the Gates, and this is where this is the point in history where he starts getting a lot of attention. This is a, a quote from the article. It's kind of long. Imagine that Herr Hitlery, that's kind of funny, oh. is sworn in as president in 2009 after a conveniently timed domestic terrorism incident, just a coincidence, of course. She promptly crams a United Nations mandated total ban on the private possession of firearms. But Hitlery goes further, proclaiming a national emergency and declaring the entire militia movement and anyone else Morris D's labels extremists to be enemy combatants. Hitlery <laughs> declares that such citizens are subject to secret military detention without jury trial enhanced interrogation techniques and trial before a military tribunal handpicked by the dominatrix in chief herself it goes on and on and on um this is fiction yeah like is that all we have to do is just write imagine if i mean i guess that's how fox news no, no, is generally no, no. This existed is, this is fat fodder that's what this is especially when he chooses dominatrix in chief this is something that he gets off on it really yeah. is he, there's no coming. doubt in my mind Here's another quote about John McCain, just in the name of keeping it fair and balanced. John McCain is a traitor to the Constitution. He should be tried for treason before a jury of his peers, which he would deny you. He would deny you the right for trial to jury, but we would give him a trial by jury. Then after we convict him, he should be hung by the neck until dead. That is some <laughs> violent rhetoric. But it's also clearly the words of someone who's expecting Hillary Clinton to become president at some point. And to kill someone about it. Yeah. And one of the problems you run into is if you make that your business model, which they did right out of the gate, like as soon as Obama was elected, he starts worrying about what Hillary's going to do when she's president. What you have to consider from a business standpoint is what do you do if Hillary doesn't win. Then then what's what's your business model? What's your what's your anti-government stance then? Is it still going to be the same? There's zero integrity in the people that are anti-government because as we're going to reference earlier, it's very rare that they're anti-government when somebody that they align with is government. We talked about it last week, I believe, with uh was it Clive and Bundy? Yeah, and we we talked about it a little bit on the episode about the books that explain Trump also, because that's yeah. a thing you see with Trump's followers, where they will criticize someone for doing crimes, and they'll be very law and order when it comes to that person. But when Trump commits a crime, they're just like, eh, whatever. Even Trump himself has posed himself as anti-government in his speeches. He goes, I am not a politician. And the problem is, bruh, you've been the ultimate politician the last four years. He's playing to his base, which is anti-government. While still being, you can't be the man and not the man at the same time. I think you might be the fibbing a bit. Jeff. Just putting it out there. Just You're going to say that there. about the president of the United States. I'm a bit controversial sometimes when I talk like this, but this is, the, it's the truth. I think sometimes he might be bending, bending some of the facts. I just burnt my fingers over this hot take you delivered to me. <laughs> same. Same. Adam, what do they believe? Hey. Let's talk about that. The core idea is that this group's members vow to forever support the oaths they took on joining law enforcement or the military to support and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, 
foreign and domestic. And we mentioned earlier, they have these 10 orders that they refuse to follow. And these are those orders. We will not obey any order to disarm the American people. We will not obey any order to conduct warrantless searches of the American people, their homes, vehicles, papers, or effects, such as warrantless house-to-house searches for weapons or persons. Yes, they will. They'll allow that. If it's ICE, they'll allow it. Yeah, They'll allow it 100%. By the way, all of these are applicable to white people. Oh, 100%. That that becomes a real talking point with this group at one point. Uh, Number three, we will not obey any order to detain American citizens as unlawful enemy combatants or to subject them to trial by military tribunal. Yeah, you will. Yeah, you will. You sure will. Especially if you believe QAnon shit, which, of course, this group tweets out QAnon shit all the time until they were banned from Twitter recently. Number four, we will not obey orders to impose martial law or a state of emergency on a state or to enter with force into a state without the express consent and invitation of that state's... (laughs) The National (laughs) Football League? (laughs) Of that state's legislature and government. Mm. that's actually uh that's uh, iffy of the constitution there it's funny too because i know you're in the middle of this but i would like to add that the stupidest part about this is the very beginning because the constitution is a fluid and ever-changing document ding so ding, ding so laws will be created and amendments will happen like they're called amendments they amend that's what they do anyway sorry keep going with these Badass laws with these badass dudes. Number five, we will not obey orders to invade and subjugate any state that asserts its sovereignty and declares the national government to be in violation of the compact by which that state entered the union. Did they just support the Civil War? Yes. Okay. All right. Just checking. Because that sounded very much like they were like, oh, we like the Civil War. We like it. We love it. And we want Mm -hmm. more of it. Number six, we will not obey any order to blockade American cities, thus turning them into giant concentration camps. Uh, But it is fine. Helping out the National Guard on a volunteer basis is sort of bending that rule. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that most of these 30,000 people aren't living in cities. Right. I'm going to guess it's more like compound townships. I don't know. Like these, the, when we start getting into the, the demographics of this group, they're kind of like the CIA. Like you're not really going to see them coming. They're just regular people out there in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of Cloverfield Lane motherfuckers over here trying to get us in the world. Yeah. Like, like we want to believe these are the kind of people that just hole up in doomsday bunkers waiting for the end, but they have like active duty military among their ranks. They have cops who are still out there in the streets. I refuse to believe that cops would act in this, in this manner. Yeah. I just can't. That's a, that's a good point. Uh, number seven, we will not obey any order to force American cities into any form of detention camps under any pretext that was american citizens not cities number eight we will not obey orders to assist or support the use of any foreign troops on u.s soil against the american people to keep the peace or to maintain control during any emergency or under any other pretext we will consider such use of foreign troops against our people to be an invasion and an act of war now they're getting into like new world order shit there yeah yeah which let them try yeah and it's 
like that's like such a high level conspiracy theory that the Democrats are trying to team up with the UN to create a one world government and one army that will be sent out to keep everyone in check. I love the one thing that's so funny about because militiamen are are terrorists, essentially, without admitting it, because they they engage in terrorist behaviors because they cannot engage in traditional war. Right. So yeah. they, they, they are domestic terrorists and they don't like being called that because then people know what they actually are. But you're not bring you, oh, you've got an AR-15 and you want to keep it? Great. Here's a drone. Yeah. And in the case of this group, they don't even like being called a militia. Well, but it's like not. if you're, if you're no. showing up to counter protest with AR-15 strapped to your back as a group, you're a militia, bub. Sorry. Yeah. Well, yeah. this whole group just does everything to shy themselves from any label aside from Oathkeeper, which is a thing they made up. Uh, right. They don't want to be a militia. They don't want to be a terrorist group. They don't. They aren't racist, but they want to. You know, they're not white nationalists. They're nationalist, or and they keep just hopping back and forth by and. There is power in that ambiguity. Oh, definitely. Well, there's definitely like, recruiting power in it. Yeah. Nobody wants to be called the bad thing they are. Like, yeah. who? like, hey, don't call us a militia. It's like, yeah, but you are that, so you're a militia. And they're like, yeah, but no, we're not. And it's like, yeah, you are. It's like, don't, don't call me a cheater just but because I had an allow, affair. But they and still it, allow cheaters into their group. That's the key. Like, mm. they, they can say that they're just plain nationalists, but white nationalists could be like, yeah, I'm a white nationalist, and they will join. And as long as they keep quiet about their cheating ways, they don't mind or care. They're just glad they have a person on the inside of whatever police or yeah. to be fair, Air Force cops or whatever. Yeah, white nationalists own that shit pretty hard, but these that's, guys don't want to have that. <laughs> They're like, nah, 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 come on. We're not a militia. We yeah, just yeah. have guns and we want to overthrow the government. What's, what's the problem all. with that? <laughs> Get out uh, of here with that militia. Ooh, everyone's a militia. Ooh. <laughs> oh, Num look at me. I got a pea shooter. Does that make me a militia man? Oh, number nine on the list. We will not obey any orders to confiscate the property of the American people, including food and other essential supplies, under any emergency pretext whatsoever. Well, who, who's doing that? I was going to say, where'd you come up with this? Was this just so you could have 10? I Number think, 10. I <laughs> we will not obey any orders which infringe on the right of the people to free speech, to peaceably assemble, and to petition their government for redress of grievances unless they are black people angry at the police. Yep. Yeah. Did they just write the First Amendment? Uh, kind there? of. But yeah. like without mentioning religion because then they'd have to support Islam? Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They I, don't like it when black people have voices. Are, you, are either of you watching the new season of Fargo? I am. No, not yet. It's great. And there's a great line that Chris Rock says where he's talking about a guy who like collects Hummels or whatever. And he's just like, okay, you collect these. Now imagine if these things that you collected and owned came to life and they demanded and wanted to be treated as people and they were your property before that. How would you treat your figurines that used to be? And he was like going on this whole spiel. It's very well written. It's very well, well acted as well about basically how white America is still reeling from the fact that property is demanding to be treated like equals and that there are yeah. still institutions that that find that idea revolting yeah yeah and this is one of them 
I think it's pretty clear, like no matter how much they want to paint themselves as not being white nationalists, it's pretty fucking obvious, like just from their actions. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely, I think, I think the, I, I think the written idea is like not technically white nationalism, but in practice it 1000% is. Yeah. Right. It's like when much you add like the our, people. It, much like our system. Yeah. That's they, they have their constitution that they, ha- that they believe, but in practice, when you have like a collection of armed racists getting together, shit's going to get co-opted, and especially if that shit wasn't strong in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. And to your point from earlier, Jeff, a lot of these rules read like, we promise not to eat your, our own feces or the feces of other people and use them to paint our houses. That's not a thing. It's yeah, no it's a that. thing that you made up uh, or you secretly want to do but are holding yourself back from doing it and have to make it a yeah. rule for some reason. Um. So with the, the, the phrasing militias, right, they, they kind of changed the words a little bit to make it found to make it sound like they're like employees of justice, right? Isn't it like civilian preparedness? Yeah, teams? well they they announced in 2013 something called citizen preservation militias, which is a shocking turn of events from a group that doesn't want to be called a militia, but they have since been renamed civilian preparedness teams. And this is a quote from Stuart Rhodes on the God and Guns podcast. We want to see a restoration of the militia in this country. We think a good first step is to have the veterans stand up in every community and go help form and train neighborhood watches to get the people to take back into their own hands their own personal self-defense and security. Like, these motherfuckers are itching for rioting and protests to break out after this election. I would like to add how upset I am that we didn't get God and Guns as the name of the podcast. I very seriously considered calling this podcast Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms at one point. I remember that. Which ATF with ATB? Right? Mm. It's not too late. Yeah, it's not too late. We could just change it now. You could actually just do a new podcast under the Unpops thing called Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms. I sure could. What would it be about, though? Uh, Mostly like uh, Tennessee. Yeah, yeah, Mm. probably. Uh, Yeah, one thing that's uh, interesting about this, if you go look at Trump's first campaign website, which is the thing I based that cracked article I wrote about Trump on, uh, we'll link to it. It's still, it's on a web archive out there, and you can still find it, but his section on that website about the second amendment sounds like it was written for and by the oath keepers which probably has a lot to do with why they pivoted so hard at one point from oh we're anti-government to oh we want nothing more than to protect the american government which is where they're at now yeah weird yeah and and surprising very surprising what a Shyamalan twist we got going on here if they would allow Shyamalan to be a name that they use because he's not white so <laughs> yeah, yeah. He might not be a fan so let's talk about some of the incidents they've been involved in in 2010 Rhodes and his Oath Keepers deployed in public for the first time traveling to Quartzsite a small Arizona town to defend local residents who were ejected after refusing to leave a town council meeting on alleged government corruption yeah uh, nothing too nothing too interesting about that 
But in 2014, they issued a call for members to head to Ferguson to fight police corruption. (laughs) Just joking. They perched themselves on rooftops with AR-15s to protect businesses. Well, that is in their constitution. We will protect all of the targets and Walmarts. Commerce above all. I'm guessing it was a very specific type of business owner that they were protecting as well. One would think. Uh Oh, they do very, very much uh, my one black friend it when it comes to this. Because they're like, we protected a black business. Like, even a blind squirrel finds a nut sometimes. Yeah. yeah. But, and, uh, and conveniently, they, their promotional photos contains at least one person of color. Uh, and keyword, one. In, well, their vice, president one. Is, their vice president is black, so there's oh. no way they can be racist. In college, uh, in college admissions, uh, in the college admissions world, they call that race facing, where you put oh, in, yeah. in your pamphlets and shit, you always, like, you, you, you superimpose, like, you put a black person in it, or, or like, they always, <laughs> like, force diversity. It's so funny if you look at definitely photoshopped college uh, brochures. Yeah. Of people where it's like all white people and then like one black guy like it's, in front of a green screen. And you're it's like, typ- mm. Yeah. It's typically one black guy, one Asian woman. This is kind of their business model. <laughs> Whenever there's protests over police violence or racial injustice or anything, the Oath Keepers are always the ones that show up to pretend they're just there to protect businesses. They're big fans of racial injustice, it seems. In 2015, they announced they'd travel to Rowan County, Kentucky, to prevent Kim Davis from being arrested for refusing to issue marriage licenses to same-sex couples. That's actually in violation of the Constitution, though. Yep. Correct. Like, that's against one of their... It's like it's like their first oath thing. They're like, we won't do this, except we're going to do it. We're absolutely going to do this. Listen, Jeff, they're the oath keepers, not the oath followers. I would like to say... The whole Kim Davis thing was very fun because, and I know this isn't the point, but she looked like shit. And I'm always wondering <laughs> how people exist that are just like, I'm going to look like, do you ever see the movie The Ghoulies? Oh, yeah. The yeah. little green thing coming out of the turlet. Yes. So it's sort of like if you dressed up one of those ghoulies like a reformed Mennonite. That's what Kim Davis looked like. She really looked awful and she refused to do that. And they were like, we got to protect. It's like, you're not protecting the First Amendment then. You fucking hate the First Amendment. Well, they're defending her First Amendment to not do her job. Yeah, you got to do your fucking job, man. Yeah, I don't know that that's how but the First Amendment works. But it goes against her beliefs, Jeff. Fuck her beliefs. <laughs> Ghouly ass Mennonite. Another Oath Keeper, a guy named Charles Dyer an ex-Marine, was sentenced to 30 years in prison for raping his own seven-year-old daughter. After failing to appear for trial in 2010, he led police on a multi-state chase and began issuing threats against law enforcement, warning that they'd better not catch up to him. I have, I, I, <laughs> I, I have problems, too. If, <laughs> I think if we're I both may, like... Yeah we're, yeah, we're both raising hands. Uh, my problem with this is why wasn't he in custody prior to trial okay i had that question too how did uh, he get bail yeah uh i guarantee uh, is charles dyer and i know that we keep bringing this up but was charles dyer a white man well i mean he was almost certainly a white man and yeah. here's the thing like that's how the justice system works oh uh, yeah if you have the money Yep. You do get out until your trial hat. Like, it's very rare that someone gets completely denied bail. 
I feel like raping your child should be like yeah. a major bail denial situation. Thir- 30 years seems you would, light. You would think, but you it's would. not. Like Here's, it's it's not a thing that people get denied bail over. And when you're talking bail, even if his bail was like $100,000, you only pay 10% of that in most yeah. states. To be so fair too, a child molester does not survive 30 years in prison. This is true. It's very fascinating that uh, bail is an oath. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's true. He didn't keep that shit, did he? Again, oath keep. He's oath. They're not the oath followers. Yeah. yeah. So uh, let's talk about one more incident, and I think this is the one that speaks most to the the world we're in now. Which uh, come tomorrow, you could very well, if you're having to go out and vote in person, which please do anyway. But uh. I feel like the Oath Keepers are the people you're going to run into trying to start some Trump shit. And in 2016, that's exactly what they did. They had something called Operation Sabbat 2016. And this is a quote. We call on you to form up incognito intelligence gathering and crime spotting teams and go out into public on election day dressed to blend in with the public with video, still camera and notepad in hand to look for and document suspected criminal vote fraud or intimidation activities. We are indeed most concerned about expected attempts at voter fraud by leftists, but we will spot document and report any apparent attempt at vote fraud or voter intimidation as is our duty. So these dudes are going to be out tomorrow. What's funny about voter fraud on the left is that we don't, and we, they necessarily don't necessarily need it because they keep winning the popular vote. Like voter fraud is not really a thing. And we've discussed this on the show several times. Voter fraud is not a thing. It's very, 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 very rare. Voter suppression very is a less rare. Is less a rare. Very, very, very common thing. Yeah, very common. And I'm, and I'm sure, Adam, that all these uh, Oath Keepers uh, have, even though that they're going to be in plain clothes and incognito to the common person, that they've informed uh, the rightful authorities that they will just be around to help out, right? Oh, I'm sure. I'm yeah. sure it's all going to be on It's all above up and board. Up. Yeah. Yeah. I Like, if, if it weren't for COVID, I would probably go poke around at some polling places just to see if I can sniff any of these motherfuckers out. Kind Jesus. of. I feel like they're not going to be here. Maybe Orange County. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, well, Orange mm-hmm. County, obviously. Like, like Angeles, Orange County like, has probably put out an official well, yeah. request. Jeff, yeah. what's going to happen is people, uh, members from Orange County will come here to... But I mean, there's, there's uh, no there's no places. sense in doing it in Los Angeles because Los Angeles is furiously left. There's, there's no, no way. sense. In, well, there, there's, there's no sense in doing this. Period. But, but they're doing it yeah. anyway. Orange so County, might as well go full bore. Orange County can flip. It has. I mean, we saw Harley Ruda win um, two years ago. This so is like, true. So like, it's a certainly a possibility. Yeah. No, it's true that Orange County yeah. can flip, but. Uh, so if you're listening, these, but in, these but these guys are hoping against hope anyway. So yeah. I and on top of that, they're yearning to stir shit up. So yeah. I uh, there's no doubt in my mind that there will be folks here, uh, oath keepers, either from Orange County or surrounding areas, and even L.A. itself to monitor yeah. things just for no other reason than to pick a fucking fight. Yeah, I mean, no matter where they are, they're gonna be fucking somewhere. I picture it more happening in like battleground states. Oh, and yeah. shit like that yeah like you, you are going to want to like focus your efforts where it's going to matter 
Yeah. Like, if you're actually hoping to impact anything. But the next thing I want to talk about when it comes to this group is how severely their point of view on the government changed once Trump took office. Because before this, it was all about the American government. Like, not not Republicans, not Democrats. The American government was out to take your guns. And once Trump took office and put up this campaign pledge that was just vehemently pro-gun, they all of a sudden flipped. And now it's, uh, no, the government's great, and we need to do everything we can to protect this government and keep them in power. So they have gone from anti-government to government bootlicker in the span of about a 12 years, something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, Tread not on long. Me, daddy. Mm. Uh, shortly after Trump supporter Aaron Danielson was shot during protest in Portland, Rhodes tweeted, the first shot has been fired, brother. Civil war is here right now. We'll give Trump one last chance to declare this a Marxist insurrection and suppress it as his duty demands. If he fails to do his duty, we will do ours. Wasn't Which, one of their oaths against suppression? No. Yeah. This was uh, another quote from Stuart Rhodes speaking to New Republic writer Casey Michelle. Trump should declare a nationwide insurrection to be in effect and call all of the National Guard units into federal service under his command and use them to suppress the insurrection in the streets. And in that same New Republic article, they make a good comparison as to what this group kind of represents. They're basically Trump's black shirts. They're the goons that are going to go out into the streets and commit violence in his name, whether anyone really asks him to or not. And this is another quote from that article. Once given to lofty defenses of freedom from federal tyranny, they are now openly interested in little more than maintaining an America where whites are first among equals. Great. Go figure. And I think that that is pretty accurate. If you like, no matter what they say, and we'll talk about their anti-racist claims in a minute, like no matter what they say, what, what actually matters is the events they're showing up to. They're not showing up to environmental rallies. Yeah. They're not, they're not showing up to counter abortion protesters. They're not showing up to proud boys shit either. No, they're showing up to black lives matter protests with guns to protect everyone but the protesters, who they call Marxists, which it's so blatantly racist. It's also so, so clear. Their their, their transparency is so visible. Like it's, and also, and and again, I've mentioned before, just so ugly. And it's one of the things that really fascinates me about Trump is that he's the most anti-American president we've ever had. Like if you're talking American ideals and values that we traditionally lean on as setting ourselves apart, he's the opposite of all of that. Yeah. Like he is a tyrant. Yeah. And all of these groups are like, that's a real patriot right there. Or at least he's a, or at least Trump is a person that, uh, at least past presidents that have had Trump's like psychosis and sociopathy, they did their damnedest to hide it or have people around them to suppress that shit. But no, his whole administration and everything is just Mussolini at, at its peak. Yeah. Jefferson Davis looks at him. He's like, Jesus, man, this guy needs to calm down about the anti-American shit. (laughs) Shut up. You have to at least pretend to to hold up these ideals. 
I just wanted to make a Jefferson Davis reference in this episode. I'm good now. I'm yeah, good. if people go back and check, there's a Jefferson Davis reference in every episode of Unpopular Opinion. Yeah, it's, it's true. Kind of like the Pee Wee Herman secret word. Right. Uh. Another thing about this group, they are great at PR. Uh, John Temple, a West Virginia University professor who studies the so-called Patriot Movement, called Oath Keepers the most PR savvy of the groups that have surged in popularity since Barack Obama's election in 2008. They refuse to call themselves a militia, which is obviously going to help because some people are just going to see that word and be scared off. They established the Oath Keepers as a registered nonprofit with a board of directors. Uh, at one point, they traded in their blog for a website that sells branded body armor, as Eric was talking about before the, the podcast started, and a Facebook page that reached half a million followers before it was shut down in August. One of the things that is so strong about their PR, which can't be ignored, is how many people think that if you are in the military or if you are a police officer, that you are a good person. There are still people that think that anybody who joins the military is a good person, which is the stupidest fucking thing you could possibly think. Well, they're they're supposed to uphold the law and all these American ideals that we've been instilled, Jeff. Of course, they're good people. It's just being like, oh, is it automatically you're a good person because you got a C minus average in high school? Or that you are in these institutions because you're attracted to you're either a attracted to power or you had to find something to escape your current life and have an authority figure to follow. Which is also how groups like this happen. Bingo. This is a quote from Stuart Rhodes. We're not fucking white nationalists. That's the new smear. Everybody on the right is a white nationalist. And when you have that drumbeat of demonization, then what are we supposed to think? And that's the telltale thing, because he's more concerned about being perceived as a white nationalist than upholding white nationalist ideals. Mm -hmm. Right. Another quote. Frankly, I dislike the neo-Nazis more than Antifa since they try to worm their way in. And by doing so, they harm the cause of liberty far more than the radical leftists ever do. The white nationalists want to destroy all my family fought to preserve and are as deadly to this republic as any communist. Which is true, but also they don't actually uphold that no. thing they just said no they don't or anything they, they said yeah they don't like white nationalism but they're not bothered by them enough to do something about it and you know there might have been a time in this group's history where that could have been true and i feel like but also not really like yeah, you I was can't like, was it, is it true yeah you can't spring up in the wake of america electing its first black president yeah <laughs> and that's some circumstantial evidence you're gonna have to carry around with you the rest of your yeah, life yeah sorry you, you were you were born of of reactive racism. I'm sorry. Yeah, no. they were like he's a socialist. It's like you don't know anything about him. <laughs> like, well, I think what you know Stu what happened to Stuart Rhodes is that he held these beliefs so much until his group became so big that there would be a giant backlash had he not adopted the group that he attracted uh, the ideals that the group he attracted had. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there was a confrontation at a rally in houston in 2017 where the oath keepers and a bunch of followers of the daily stormer and the national vanguard which are two nazi websites there was this statue of sam houston that was going to be removed or at least they thought and the oath keepers 
and these neo-Nazis both show up to protest this. Turns out the statue wasn't being torn down, but they all hang out and get in a fight anyway. And at one point, an argument breaks out, and the Oath Keepers start like denouncing the white nationalists' message. And this is the point where the Daily Stormer calls them Boomer Antifa, and they just start attacking the Oath Keepers as basically not being racist enough. Let them fight. <laughs> Which... This is this is one of the things that kind of worries me more about the Oath Keepers. Like, I would almost be more comfortable with them being openly racist. It's like a Freddy versus Jason situation here. Yeah, because... Yeah. Say what you, you want about Jason, he never fucked a kid. Exactly. Because what this allows people to do is join this group that is overtly racist, clearly racist, clearly fighting to keep white supremacy in place, but also because they're so vocal about not being racist and not being white nationalists, the people who follow them can also be like, it's just about love of the country, baby. I don't, I'm not racist at all. I would be one of those proud boys if I was racist. No, I'm an oath keeper. And like it, it, it allows people to practice this super racist stuff, but with kind of a clear conscience and thinking that they're not being racist. Like Rhodes himself claims he is one quarter Mexican and part Apache. And there are quotes where he's like, so as a person of color myself, I can assure you this person is not racist. Yeah. Uh, he also, his mother is from a family of Mexican migrant laborers. As a child, he spent summers picking fruit and vegetables alongside them. But he said his relatives were conservative Christians and that they assimilated. Ooh, that magic word. Yeah. That magic word. Just act like a white person and we will allow you to be in this country. Except, exactly. no, we won't. Yeah. No, uh, we won't. No, no. Throw yeah. away, you know, throw away your personal culture and Let's you'll be fine. You, yeah. We're going to get you to the gap. Yeah. Get you a nice pair of chinos. <laughs> mm -hmm. Maybe a nice, That's, nice little polo shirt. We're going to have some froyo afterward. Oh, let's get some froyo though. Mm -hmm. Everyone says white people don't have culture, but hi, froyo. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yogurt has cultures in it. Thank you. Active culture. Thank you. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, this group, as much as they claim to not be racist, they relentlessly attack Black Lives Matter as Marxists and a foreign enemy. This is one of the most amazing quotes in the history of white nationalism. This is also Stuart Rhodes talking about Black Lives Matter. They are insurrectionists, and we have to suppress that insurrection. Eventually, they're going to be using IEDs. Us old vets and younger ones are going to end up having to kill these young kids, and they're going to die believing they were fighting Nazis. Uh, that is quite a quote it's a weird it's a weird feel to it you know uh i 100 percent believe the last sentence and those children would be right as yeah incorrect. that's the thing yeah yeah fuck it's not a good sign it's not a good sign we're gonna have to kill these young kids Jesus. And they're going to die thinking they were fighting Nazis. That's the thing. Is that they're fucking bringing up killing children. That will be on the plaque that's on his statue that's in the middle of the White House lawn. Yeah. In and that people 2045. Will, yeah. And that, that racists and super racists will argue about when they feel that that statue is about to be torn down when it actually will not be. Yeah. When yeah. it all comes back around. Yeah. History is repeatable. Uh. 
Hey everybody, this is Adam, host of the podcast you're listening to. Just a heads up that if you want to hear this podcast and everything else the Unpops Network puts out completely free of annoying ads like this, head to patreon.com slash unpops or unpopsnetwork.supercast.tech and subscribe for a very low price. You get everything we put out as a network completely ad-free, plus a whole lot of bonus episodes that you can't hear anywhere else. Again, that's patreon.com slash unpops or unpopsnetwork.supercast.tech. To figure out which of those two is the right option for you, head to unpops.com slash subscribe. Thanks. We love you. Let's get back to the show. So how are they getting so strong? Well, one of the things they do, Jeff, glad you asked. How are you? Is... They very vocally and directly appeal to ex-military and law enforcement. A leaked database of their membership revealed some very alarming things. The members hailed from every state. About two-thirds had a background in the military or law enforcement. About 10% of these members were active duty. There was a sheriff in Colorado, SWAT team member in Indiana, police patrolman in Miami, the chief of a small police department in Illinois, members of the special forces, an army psyops sergeant major, several ice officers, a 20-year oh. special agent in the Secret Service, and two people who said they were in the FBI. Let's be 100% honest here. Uh, probably those FBI guys, probably not. They just said they were. <laughs> they're yeah. like, oh, I'm in yeah, that doesn't seem like an FBI Yeah, there move. are a couple Dale Gribbles in there. But definitely. let's talk I mean, about... Don't, don't get me wrong. The FBI... I guarantee has infiltrated this group. Um, they just don't yeah. aren't going to say it when they show up. Right, uh, right. Here's the thing. The the one that scares me the most is chief of a small police department in Illinois. Because chief in a small police department in Illinois is leading me to believe that that entire police deport, department is going to be card-carrying members. I mean, police are a, quote, brotherhood. Uh, they tie into... And if the fucking boss, the chief, is buying into that, it's going to happen. Yeah. Even if they're not official Oathkeeper members, they are Oathkeeper members just based on, you know, shit rolling downhill. Yeah. And if you read articles about these groups or this group, that's kind of how they attract new members. Like once they get one person in one police department, they're like, hey, why don't you tell the rest of your cop friends and see if they maybe want to join? Or some of them talk about how they'll just keep like an Oathkeeper sticker on like their locker or on their car or on their fucking trapper keeper. I don't know. And when people ask about it, that's when they give them the pitch about it, the Oath Keepers. Wasn't there a story in, in one of the art articles that you linked up of a cop that pulled over somebody, saw the decal, and then asked the person he pulled over about it? Yep. Christ. And w went home and joined up. Man, that's that's the wrong reaction to that. Yeah. You're supposed to beat oh, him with a does magnet. Kind, does oh, kind of make me... You broke the oath of the of the road, and <laughs> and you yeah. want to and anyway. That that, that sticker means I have a gun under my seat. Yeah, and so they've been using all of these recent calls for defunding the police to duh attract cops and former cops into their ranks. Uh, this is a quote. That's what we tell them. 
Come on, guys. They hate your guts, which, true. I mean. We do hate their guts. Yeah. Not wrong. They also focus on recruiting what they call quiet patriots, which are people who are willing and able to slug back against the government if necessary, but level-headed enough to not start the fight. And that's really similar to... The, the far right has a theory called the gray man, which is a silent majority of people who, when it really comes down to it, will come out and mobilize on behalf of white nationalists. But until then, they're living like day jobs and things and just not comfortable saying it out loud. Bunch of racist Jason Bournes running around trying to wait. Well, to get not activated. even just Jason Jason Bournes, but just like secret racists, yeah, like, without any discernible skills, but more like you get enough of them. Oh, those oh, are called mo- cops, but more like yeah, Michael true. Douglas's from falling down. Yeah, yeah, there it is. And that kind of harkens back to Nixon's silent majority, which won him an election. If you go look at Trump's campaign announcement speech, a lot of it was directed at the silent majority, and. That's what I think a lot of people on the right are banking on, is that there are more people in the country who sympathize with them than are letting on, which is a distinct possibility, because even with Trump in office, being vehemently racist is still frowned upon in a lot of areas of life. So you can't be as vocal about it as you might want to be. It's beyond possible. It's it's probable. And even beyond that, yeah. I think it's true. There are yeah. a lot more people that are not willing to say that they are racist that are fucking racist. That's just what happens. It's how Trump got elected partially to begin with. Yeah, that's not partially. That's Well, partially in the sense like, of uh, you're taking sexism, racism, and all other isms into account. Yeah, but they are cool with it. They know yeah. it's going to be racist, and they're like, fuck yeah, this is my guy. But there's something else that is drawing people to this group and what and i think you can find it in this quote from a current member who spent five years in the military but was never deployed you do spend the rest of your life looking for that camaraderie when i found oath keepers i fell head first in it helping train the civilians in the group makes me feel like i'm back in it here is another quote from an oath keeper who was spotted at a protest recently honestly i've been kind of struggling the army gave me a sense of purpose like i was doing something good what's worth doing now that's kind of what brought me here i finally feel like guarding this shell station is something i can do to help (laughs) preserving our way of life is worthwhile i would like to add if um, anybody hasn't seen the Punisher Netflix series, there is an entire thread about this specific behavior and actions that lead to that level of domestic terrorism. And it shows not only sort of that lack of camaraderie, that lack of feeling like you can do something outside of, you know, once you are no longer a part of the military, it covers it really well in both a sympathetic, but also, but you're a fucking terrorist kind of way. And it's definitely something to check out, that season one of The Punisher on Netflix. Yeah. Uh, no, I wholeheartedly agree. And this, and I think this is where the Oath Keepers definitely get their power, is that there's so you know, when you become, when you're in the military, you are mentally conditioned to follow certain orders, to 
do certain tactics to look at things from a combative perspective. And on top of that, you learn that the only people that you can really connect with that really understand you, that really trust, are the other people that are in your foxhole with you. So mm-hmm. when you get out of it, so now all of a sudden you're a civilian, you're like, fuck, where do I go? What do I do now? Uh, we really fail a lot of these veterans when they try to go back into regular ass society and they end up lost and alone and they end up finding groups like this that remind them of their old way of life, which is all that they pretty much were taught and known as young as 18. Yeah. And yeah, we, we just did an episode about QAnon and I think QAnon, I think all of these groups that you're seeing springing up are all sort of that same thing where people are just looking to be part of a group and to be connected to something. They they appeal to lone wolf. They appeal to the lonely. Uh, So Adam, now that we've seen all of this sort of buildup and who they are, um, what are we like? What's like, why now? Why are we talking about this now? You mean, why are we doing this episode? Yeah, Why this episode right now? Like why right before the election is what I'm wondering. Like, well, because the election is tomorrow Mm -hmm. and this is a group that went out into the world in 2016 to monitor the election. And I think it's who you're going to see out there monitoring the election tomorrow. Do they have like an official plan? They do not. They have not specified any plans for poll watching. He just said the group will be involved and will be ready. Are you saying that they're standing back and standing by? (laughs) That's what the Proud Boys are doing. We don't know what these dudes are doing. Mm. Uh, This is a quote from a a newer member named James, who is, uh, we'll link to all of these articles. There's a lot. As long as we believe the vote was fair, and if both sides can't come to an agreement, then you're going to have conflict. And here's the thing. Both sides are not going to come to an agreement. No. Is... That's been my primary concern for a few months now, but especially once the president just literally starts saying, yeah, I mean, we're not going to concede. We're like, I'm I'm not just going to leave office. Are you crazy? You owe me another term because of the Russia investigation. Like, I guarantee he's not saying that in the hopes that someone will be like, oh, yeah, you're right. Our bad. You Hmm. get a third term. Oh, 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 yeah. Go now that you put it that way. The first four years let's call it a mulligan and you just go for it again yeah 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 what worries me is that all these groups that people are joining uh, looking for that sense of connection if trump loses they are going to converge in the streets like it won't just be the oath keepers it'll be QAnon fucks well we saw it in 2016 on the other end yeah you know people Mm -hmm. took to the streets when trump won yeah we just didn't have as many guns no no No. like way less guns we'll have more this time uh, Uh, that's not that's not a threat on my end that's just statistics (laughs) i'm like define we in this situation we meaning the (laughs) let Many people on the left have decided to uh, purchase firearms in the in the fear and the wake of what may come next. We should get. Some I guns. cannot wait to see that quote from liberal L.A. comedian Eric Barnes <laughs> yeah, on yes. Breitbart tomorrow. We will have more guns. We will have not Eric Barnes, oddly enough. So that's uh, that's the weird thing. Guys, but let's go get some guns. Let's go buy guys, guns. Gun world. It's in Burbank. We could probably get something. There's always gun a line. Store. There's always a line going outside of Gun World, and then I always call them nerds from my car when I drive by. <laughs> yeah, there's always a line at the gun store by my place. 
also uh, i choose i i choose to to try to give uh, an illusion of happiness in my life so whenever i see the line at the gun store i'm like oh it's some famous shooter and all these people just want to get their gun signed <laughs> is lee harvey oswald in yeah, there? Oh, jack ruby was way off wow <laughs> if he were if he were still alive i would guarantee it's like oh they're going to see arlie ermy and have them yeah. sign his fi- their firearms yeah 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 so, Dolph lundgren's doing a signing at gun world Clint Eastwood, oh boy. So what does everyone think about the election tomorrow? Have you both voted? Yes. Yes. My vote has been counted as well. Same. Um, I have not gotten the email that my vote has been counted. I had to go on to the vote tracker thing. mm. Did you do that? Did you sign up for that? Yeah. Because that's the only way I knew it. But I voted... uh, a couple weeks ago, a couple Mondays ago, I dropped it off because I'm a hero. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I did too. I didn't post on Instagram with the sticker, which I, I know means maybe that's why my vote hasn't been counted. I'm sorry, yet. but that's all part of it. Welcome to the new world order, Adam. Yeah, I know. No, I uh, I dropped mine off in a valid ballot box. I made sure it was valid, and uh, and I'll put my sticker on my little skeletal uh, octopus thing because I don't give a shit about stickers uh did you see someone set one of those ballot boxes on fire in la yeah Yeah. it's fucking nuts crazy uber Uh. did that they found out i voted (laughs) no on prop 22 and they burned Uh, that shit down assholes and uh, yeah so what do you think are the chances that there's going to be some violence at polling places tomorrow given the size of our country 100 percent, there's going to be yeah it just feels like a totally different kind of election where shit like that is gonna happen and we're just gonna have to decide how we react to it as a country it's it's really we really are living in very frightening times my hope is that we keep advertising but you know it's just reporting the news mind you but by reporting the news, we're advertising this, oh, shit's going to go down, shit's going to get mad, shit's going to get crazy, and then we end up Y2K-ing the situation in the sense of like, oh, it turned out tense, Best, best case fine. scenario. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's the best case scenario, and one that I'm hoping for the be- the most. Yeah. Is oh, it yeah. realistic? Yeah. Probably not, but... With each and every story that says uh, we're going to cannibalize one another, it brings me a little modicum of hope that's at least going to be not as escalated as we are predicting it to be. My biggest concern is about the the vote being compromised. Like that's it already my actual, has. That's, that's the my, problem. My major concern is that. Like honestly, I feel like if Trump loses, I feel like he's not going to drag his feet leaving as much as we think he might but mm. then why is he saying it like i mean w- that's once it's that's the whole thing what what one saying. one thing about trump is he does what he says like he's thrown a bunch of these crazy ideas out in just like, like the reason he built the wall is because he said it off the cuff in a speech and people reacted to it so he was like oh yeah let's build a wall like trump doesn't say stuff without intending to act on i i think he doesn't say stuff with that intent i think he says stuff and then retroactively has to go back and commit to it okay so what about mike pence at the vp debate they asked mike pence if there would be a peaceful transfer of power and you know what he said what about the russia investigation like they are not going to just leave like i know it would be there they're not the going to thing and the good for the country, but yeah. they're not just going to leave. They should. No, they're, they're, uh, that's treason, right? Yes. Yeah, it's well, treason. Uh, 
I mean, if, it depends on what side of the, the, the law you're on. If I may, uh, Trump does what he intends on doing and does what he says. But the fortunate thing is for a lot of this stuff, he does it shittily. That wall is a fucking joke. So if there's any hope that I have is that he'll be like, no, I don't want to. I don't want to leave. And he's forcibly out. And then the wind blows him over. Yeah, the wind blows him yeah. over. He'll he'll cry to the point at which he gets his own fucking right wing network, which is what he wanted to goddamn begin with anyway. And then he'll have his little pus boil over there that we have to we have to keep an eye on. I love that people are still like, oh, he's just doing this for attention. No, I'm not saying like, he's just doing this for sailed. attention by any means. But I am saying that. Th- that that's yeah. this is he will do this job like, yeah, he deni- still wants to win i would say this denying- is not the job that he ultimately wants yeah you can't deny that he also doesn't want attention There's, do you like, think he wants to go thing. to prison no because he's facing that if he leaves office yeah well that's all it's it's complicated no i don't think he's 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 willing to go to prison i think i think he wants to maximize his profit after this. Yeah. i think that's a part of it I think and he can buy his it. way out. Yeah, he's not going to go to prison. So what do these people do if Trump is forced oh, out gonna, of office? They're going to take to the streets. That's they the will. thing that we're most concerned about. Like, he's got he's got dumb armed people in his corner. They will and go to the streets. The, that's the problem. Yeah, they'll go to the streets and they'll subscribe to the Donald Trump network. And that's what he wants perfectly. No work on his end. Yeah. But chaos in his name. Yeah. But that's how coups happen like once once that kind of uprising gets big enough it's just a matter of the military flipping and siding with the protesters and then you have your coup i wonder if the american military would do that what do you think that's the big question we're too big of a monolith for that to happen i mean that's kind of why we're talking about this group because it is a bunch of ex-military and like we have to trust the military to do the right thing if trump refuses to leave and i don't know if i trust the military to do the right thing we've heard them say it that they would we've heard generals say that okay i would say i would say if the if it wasn't joe biden who is ideally centrist and all that, then there would be a significant danger of the military siding with Trump. But being that Joe Biden is a career politician and is a guy that wants to reach across the aisle and all the other stuff that he says, and he seems, quote unquote, safe and sane, that that's kind of what the saving grace is, should he be elected. Yeah, I forget what the... um what the interview was but it was a few months ago um was it like mark there was like some top u.s general said that they're not they weren't going to like take a side in the election like that's not they that the military will not play a role in the election yeah i mean people say that like Mm -hmm. the fbi would have you believe they are a neutral entity that has no interest in influencing an election Mm -hmm. but then they also announced they were investigating hillary clinton like six days before the last election like they can make all the showtime movies about that that they want but you will never make james comey a sympathetic figure in my eyes no fuck that nor nor the fbi as a whole like we we have documented history of all the terrible terrible things the fbi has done and i don't know at what point in history people think they started being benevolent but i would argue that point in history never actually came 
Yeah, you know. So anyway, this is a fucking nightmare. Happy election, everybody. Happy election. Go out and vote. Please don't get beat to death by an oath keeper. We plug stuff, but the world is going to end on Wednesday. So yeah. So yeah. What do we really have? Nothing Uh, really. You can read some of my archive tweets after my death on election day at Eric W. Barnes if you like and survive it. I'll be documenting eating bugs. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to be I'm going to be a survivalist after this. I think that's what this network's going to switch over to. Yeah. You'll be able to get these episodes on cassette mm. and you will have to come find them. You're going to be it's going to be yeah, ham because, radio podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can't mail that shit out. The post office will be gone and on top of that, they'll keep your eyes on you. And you don't want to know where anyone lives broadcasting from a boat in international waters welcome to unpopular <laughs> opinion um, oh that would make me turns, so happy your podcast turns into an am radio like yeah, set, pirate, like pirate a pirate radio, a, radio. Yeah. yeah pirate am radio all for it uh, for that being said you could check out sideshow sideshow every other tuesday on sideshow collectibles and um tom and jeff watch batman on the game plan and played network and of course you don't even like sports a podcast about how adam todd brown doesn't like sports um, you don't even like sports you don't even like what that sports. podcast is about oh new, se- new season coming uh you can also uh aside from following me on twitter at eric w barnes uh watch me do random weird shit as a giant war loving horned viking man on uh, the movie trivia schmodown if you have the inclination to watch such crazy batshit nonsense yeah what about you adam what do you have to plug yeah adam oh i don't i don't know there's there's an unpops live chat show this friday i don't even know who the guest is going to be on it Mm. uh i'll line that up and then the next unpops live comedy show is friday november 13th oh that's right everybody's going to be in hopefully a good mood jeff is going to be hosting that danny palumbo is going to be on it carrie martin is going to be on it i might do it i got to get some jokes written but i might do it it'll be fun and uh yeah that sounds like we'll get time we'll get the rest of the lineup fleshed out soon and i think that is it let us get out of here Eric, say goodbye. Later, everybody. Jeff, say goodbye. You get the end of the fucking United States rookie card, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye, everybody. We love you. Stay safe.